quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Let me tell you about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her questions via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you wish to ask. And then she can either type her responses or use their voice-to-text feature. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. This book becomes a legacy, something your future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I used mylifeinabook.com to compile my own stories to give to my daughters for Mother's Day. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code PEACE at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code PEACE for 10% off today. When our kids are born, we have expectations as to how our family will interact. What we certainly aren't ready for are the struggles we encounter with the people we love the most. We are here for the parent who feels like they've tried it all, for the parent who feels like they have to yell to be heard, for the parent who is tired of timeouts and kids fighting all day. We are here for you. We believe when parents feel supported and heard, they are able to come to parenting more centered. We offer tools to navigate the messiness of life with kids. We are Peace in Parenting. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Peace in Parenting podcast. I'm Gemma and I'm here with Michelle. Hi Gemma, what's going well with you today? Oh, I forgot we're doing this. Okay, what's going well? Um, My husband worked five out of seven days last week. So this morning he was finally home for our first morning and he let me sleep in until 8 a.m. It was amazing. Oh my gosh, I'm jealous. I didn't actually sleep, but... If you read my post today on Facebook, you'll know why I'm so jealous. Oh, I read it. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I read it. That is so good. Okay. Well, um, what's going well is my teenage daughter apologized on her own oh, this morning. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, I feel like this kind of goes well. We're doing back talk today. And I was yeah. while I was reading it, I was like, this is kind of perfect for what we're recording. Yeah. Back talk is wow. Yeah. Do you want to tell the story on here? Yeah, maybe I will. That's a good idea. Um, My daughter woke up on Monday morning, my 14-year-old tomorrow, and she was like a bat out of hell. I mean, like uh, stomping and uh, and running through doors and like mad. And she came in. She's like, you ruined my Victoria's Secret body lotion. And I was like, oh, well, that, that's a win. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, I know. I didn't do it on purpose, but I should have. Yeah. Um, I put it in the medicine cabinet and the hinge hit it. And it's one of those like metal hinges and it like bent the foil, like plasticky packaging. Yeah. It's actually just fine. She was just <laughs> needed a place to get it out apparently. And so she's like, oh, I can't believe you did this. You have to buy me a new one. You're so mean. I, it's And I was like, I understand. I'm sorry. You're right. I made a mistake. I, you know, and then I just stayed quiet and she just continued and I said, you know, Esme, let's get ready for school. I'm not talking to you. Okay. Perfect, actually. I'm not talking to you either. No. 
Um, and I said, I understand. Okay, good. Well, what would you like for breakfast? I told you I'm not talking to you. I said, okay, I'm making your sister oatmeal. If you'd like some, no problem. <laughs> Disgusting. I don't want oatmeal. Ew. And my, my um, youngest was like in her bed looking at me and Esme was standing in the hall and she just they couldn't see each other, but my, I could see them both. And my youngest just rolled her eyes <laughs> and she just, she's like, we all kind of get it. And so that she's stomping around and where's my skirt and blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, semi backtalk, semi having a tantrum. And I think that's kind of, they, they tend to go hand in hand. And so she eventually came out and she said, Alexa, play X, Y, or Z. And Alexa says, I'm sorry, I cannot find the internet because we had the internet went down yesterday and Alexa's not working and the whole life is going to be ruined. And she's like, oh, you have to go on the app and, and reload it. I was like, I know, but the other Alexas are working. Only this one in the kitchen isn't. And she said, you're so dumb. Don't you know you have to go on the app and like reset it? And I was like... Oh my gosh. I, I know my new year's resolution is to work on my intelligence. This was my goal for 2020. And I, I'm starting with Alexa. I am. I know I got it dumb. And I, I was started like fumbling with my phone. And I was like, Alexa, app. I saw, I go, Siri, bring up the Alexa app. And she's like, Oh my God. Oh my gosh. This is and so then I just said 2020 goals. And then she kind of started chuckling and I said, new year's resolutions. And then she started laughing and my little one started to super laughing and then it changed. Right. But you were still what? upset inside. And that was the. Oh, I was right. so mad. I'm still mad, actually. I'm fuming still. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. Like, uh, I, you know, the other thing I was thinking about with Backtalk, like, why am I mad? You know, really, why am I mad? I'm mad because she's being rude. Sure, she's being rude. But she's having her own experience and likely the rudeness has nothing to do with me and she's responding to whatever's going on in her world. And I don't need to take it personally even when it's a personal attack. Mm -hmm. And like, how was backtalk looked at in your house? You know, I would have been, oh, you, I couldn't even have said a third of what she had said. I w couldn't say anything. Mm -hmm. And so I think then I'm like mad, like why does she get to say how, how she feels and be who she is? And I never got to say any of that. And it would have been punishments and all kinds of things had I spoken to my parents like that. So really examining like, why are you mad? What's coming up for you? And what comes up for me is you're indignant, you know, rude, unkind person. And now this is your personality. You, you back talk like that. You're a bad person. Yes, that's what it is. You lump it into like, now I've done something wrong as a parent that my child speaks to me this way. Like, where did I right. go wrong? And then you get into your like failure insecurities. It's all like nuts. Guilt and judgment. And you're like, oh my gosh, she's a bad kid. She's a bad kid because she back talked to me. She's a bad kid because she told me I was dumb. She's a bad kid because she's mad about she's more worried about her Victoria's Secret lotion than she is me. She's a bad child. And therefore, I'm a bad parent. Right. And I think it all gets like, you know, it's like this little hamster wheel we get on in our head. And we're like, I have to stop her because if I don't stop her, then she's going to be more rude. And if she's more rude, then I'm a bad I'm a worse parent. And the whole thing is crazy. But um, it's not true. Just I was just thinking the other day how like certain people will say like, you must be doing something right. Like when they interact with your kids and they're like on their best behavior. And then when mm -hmm. I don't hear that now, I'm like. Oh no, they think I'm doing something wrong. They think I'm horrible because my kids acted this way in front of them. But like, you just have to well, take a breath and not take it personally because you are doing something right if they back talk and if they throw the fits in front of you because you are the safe person. You created a safe environment where they can lash out freely. 
Well, yeah. And the other thing is, is what kind of kids do we want to raise? Do we want to raise kids who are not able to process, even though her process was not the best regulation (laughs) example, obviously, but do we want kids who can stand up for themselves? Because sometimes, I mean, granted, I shouldn't have put her stuff. She And she had a valid point. She's like, why are you moving my things? Because I'm in there tidying up because I want there wasn't enough space on the counter and I wanted to put things away so people could have more space. But it's her bathroom. It's not right. even mine. We don't even share it. I shouldn't be in there even. I should leave it. But she could have said, hey, mom, look what you did. Please don't touch my stuff. And later today, we're going to have this conversation because in the end, she ended up apologizing before she went to school, which was my win today. Yeah. She said, I'm sorry, I'm so rude. But I want her to stand up for herself. I want her to say, mommy, don't touch my things. I want her to say it kindly. But what kind of children do we want to raise? Do we want to raise ch- children that are scared of speaking up for themselves because they've had to be so compliant with us that they don't want to ruffle any feathers? They don't want to, you know, make any waves. And so they stuff it. Or and do we want blindly compliant children, too, who are just complying and not saying anything because they are scared or do we want kids who stand up for themselves? Now, granted, we want kids who stand up for themselves, but not like total a-holes like my daughter did today. And and she'll get there. (laughs) She will. And she does. Sometimes she does it right today. She didn't do it right. And sometimes we don't do it right. Like sometimes I speak like that still and then I kick myself for it, but then I just try harder the next time. And I think if we model that, they'll, they're observing, they're watching. And I'm sure she felt yucky inside treating you like that. Sometimes you just can't get out of it no matter what you do. Yeah, your prefrontal, <laughs> your prefrontal cortex is disengaged, right? Your reasoning, your thinking, your judgment, because there's no connection piece, right? And so your prefrontal cortex is gone for us and for the kids. And then they have an experience that ignites them. She saw her lotion that was crumpled that she got for Christmas that she's very obsessed with. And <laughs> that was it. She couldn't, she was already disconnected because she was tired. It's Monday morning. She's not doing well. And so she's going to take it all out on me mm-hmm. and I'm safe. And so, you know, it's also what's developmentally appropriate. Where, where are those ages where our kids start to have a voice? You know, it's like three, two and a half, three kids start to really say, no, I'm not doing that. Yes. Three. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They're asserting themselves. And so it's like three on expect it. It's coming. It's It's (laughs) coming. It is. And if you have a strong willed child, get ready. Yeah. Get ready to be pushed. Oh and be gosh. ready for that. Yeah, we went, um, I wouldn't say hiking, but we like walked this trail with my friend the other day and she has a five-year-old and a three-year-old and I have a five-year-old and a three-year-old and the five-year-olds were like just off, like riding their bikes. They were so good. And the three-year-old, her three-year-old needed pushed on his bike every so often. And my precious little Jonah <laughs> fell off his scooter within two minutes. So... <laughs> For the next mile or two miles, whatever we did, I had to carry him and he was screaming, like shrieking at the wind, like, don't blow in my face. (laughs) And her face was like, she was appalled. And I was just like, wind, don't blow in his face. Like I was just like trying to be playful, even though he was being so nasty. (laughs) Mm, Baby. Back talk at me. I was like, my bicep is killing me. I got to put you down one second and then I'll pick you back up. And she was like, how, I can't believe you're being this calm. Like, why are you being calm right now? I would be like Googling disorders. Like he has some kind of disorder. And I'm like, he's just a like strong-willed three-year-old that likes to push me to my absolute limit, but I can't break me. Try. 
Yeah, that's exactly right. And what if you didn't stay calm? So that's the other thing I like to tell folks like, okay, let's play it the other way with Esme or with Jonah or whatever. Let's say I was like, you are not to speak to me or like, I'm taking that lotion away. You don't deserve it anymore. And blah, 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 blah. Okay. Now what, Mm -hmm. how would that have progressed? What kind of morning would we have had? And what what I said to her too, I was like, if I set a limit right now, or if I'm mean back to him, He'll lay on the ground crying for an hour and then none of us are going to like, we're not going anywhere. Yeah. And then he's mad at me and said, like, I'm just going to let him take it out on me because I'm OK. I'm somewhat resourced right now and I can handle it from him. Yeah. And that's the other thing. Most of us aren't ever resourced right. enough to take it. And I, for whatever reason, this morning I was, except for then I came home and had a tantrum on Facebook, which is like. <laughs> I think that's it's it's beneficial. But it's like you're journaling. Like if you get it out somewhere, just don't get it out on your kids. That's it. And that's why care is so important. We have to take care of ourselves and make sure we're resourced so that we can be the punching bags for our kids when they can't regulate because they're young and immature and unable to come to situations that are, you know, Jonah was mad. I mean, yeah, Jonah was mad at himself that he couldn't be on the the scooter. He was pissed, of Mm -hmm. course. And he's like, probably embarrassed because everyone else is like carrying on and he feels shame. And so he's going to take it all out on you. Yeah. And he is the kind of kid that, I mean, I don't know if this is for all strong-willed kids, but most kids like won't backtalk to their teacher or when there's like an authority figure around, they change or even like my other friends, kids, if they're having a hard time with them, they'll be nicer to me when I like try to step in. Jonah is like, I don't care who you are or if you're the president of the United States, like I'm going to yell at you when I'm mad. He's strong willed as me would wither around other people. But, you know, that may come with maturity, too. He might change. Yeah, he might very well change. He might go do big things in his life. I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. And every kid has their own personality and it's up to us to kind of navigate those. And we have to allow them to be who they are. We have to allow them to have their personality and not kind of not try to control their personality into what we think they should be, because that's won't that'll never end well. I remember back talking as a kid and when I would get mocked or someone would be like, I don't want to do that. Like say it back to me like that. I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm like so much lesser than you. I'm such an idiot. Is that what I sound? You know, like they would be like mocking me Mm -hmm. and it just felt horrible. So I just always am like, say whatever to me. Okay, I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. But when I really like can't handle it, I say, mommy can't allow you to say things like that. That can hurt feelings. Mm -hmm. Or I'll try to say something like, mommy doesn't allow people to speak like that in our house. Could we say it a different way? And sometimes they come around and sometimes that's when the tantrum comes out. Well, that's the thing. It's like sometimes that will work if they're connected enough to listen to it. But Mm -hmm. a lot of times if they're too far gone, like Esme was this morning, it wouldn't have mattered what I said. So I just saved my breath. Yeah. You know, I just have learned to like, just really be quiet and be, but still be there and not be. The other thing is a lot of people will do the shunning, you know, they will just ignore like, oh, I'm not, I'm not engaging in that behavior. I'm not, I'm, I will ignore you. And so it's like a withdrawal of love. Right. It's almost saying like, you're not worthy of having my love because your behavior is bad. And that's when we show our love is conditional. Mm-hmm. I'll love you when you're good. I won't love you when you're quote unquote bad. Mm-hmm. And so we want to make sure that we're not um, totally disengaging and, and shunning and moving so far away from them that they feel like then little kids especially will be like, no way, mommy, 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 mommy. And then they'll like totally get out of where they are personally to make us feel okay. 
So we really want to make sure. Now, my oldest probably wouldn't care. (laughs) (laughs) But either way, I was like, I'm going to stay warm and focused with her. I'm not going to engage, but I'm not going to disengage. You know what I mean? And there's a very fine line, I think. And we want to make sure we're not shunning our children or ignoring them or withdrawing our love because of the way they behave. behave. We want to always make sure they know that we love them no matter what they do or what they say or how they act. And I think there's a lot of there's a misinformation out there where people think, oh, if I ignore my child, then I'm being a peaceful parent because I'm not engaging in it. But actually shunning is just as powerful as punishment and consequence and all that stuff too. That was me as a kid. Like I, my parents didn't want to tolerate it. And you learned that your feelings and your upsets aren't going to be heard because they're being ignored. And so then you shove them or you go to someone else with them, or maybe you shove them and you never go to anybody else. And so then you aren't having your feelings, even if they're icky, Mm -hmm. we want them to come out at us. Right. And I just think it's important to teach like icky feelings aren't bad feelings. They're just no. feelings. All of our feelings are literally just what the, they are. Well, the problem with our children is they come out in behavior. Mm-hmm. And so backtalk is just a symptom of icky feelings. Right. It just comes out. And with older kids, older kids like to use backtalk. And so that's really, it's a tantrum in, in itself. It really is just a, a small tantrum usually. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like it escalates if it gets a rise out of you. Oh, yeah. Dan Dan and Caleb are so similar and they go back and forth. And I'm like, Dan, you are like creating this cycle you're never going to get out of. Like he will not back down from this. So like you have to be the one to be mature and just be like, okay, Caleb, Mm -hmm. the sky is green. You're right. Yeah. Get over it. Esme does that too. She says, like, I can't be wrong. I just have to tell everyone that I'm right. And I'm like, <laughs> where, what unmet need are you trying to fulfill? Like, really, honestly, like where you are feel so you can't feel shame. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of it, too. Like some of us as adults, we don't want to feel shamed by our children. And we want to make sure that everything's, you know, perfect and taught right. And that's when the back talk is like, I have to teach you that you can't talk like that. But in those moments, you can't teach that. Right. It's not teachable because they're not in a space where they can learn. Mm-hmm. And so there's no reason to reprimand them. There's no reason to correct them. There's no reason to say you're wrong because a number one, if they can backtalk, they know they're wrong already. Mm-hmm. They already know right from wrong. They say that kids know right from wrong early on as lo- little as 18 months. Oh gosh. Yeah. They know what's right and right because for 18 months we've been, we've been modeling to them what's right and wrong. We've been modeling care and we've been modeling the things that we do. Now, of course we're modeling the wrong things. They're going to learn the wrong things, right? So those, those aren't the teachable moments. We teach them how to self-regulate by being self-regulating, by not back talking to them. Mm -hmm. I was looking on the Facebook group this morning and I pulled it up that one of the moms on there was saying she's combating negativity with her six-year-old and he's always like well they got to play with this thing and we didn't get to and she'll like try to reason it out and it feels really similar to back talk to me because I'm like don't feed into it just like cut it mm-hmm. off before mm-hmm. like have sympathy or just agree with what they're saying like he didn't get to play with the markers I'm sorry you didn't get to play with the markers today yeah yeah I I totally agree. And I think with the reasoning, and I think that's what a lot of people do, they'll try to reason with their back talking child. And reasoning is also punishment because it's a lecture, really. Right. And we're we're trying to tell them, no, 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 honey, let me explain to you why you're wrong. 
<laughs> that's really what reasoning it is. is. Yeah. Let me tell you why you should think the way I do. And if you just think the way I do, then everything's going to be okay. If you, you adopt my adult thinking, my reasoning, my understanding, then you'll re- realize why you're wrong and I'm right. Mm-hmm. That's why reasoning is so condescending for kids because they're like, no, I just want to have my feelings. I don't feel this is fair. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It probably isn't. And it's okay. We can endure unfairness. Yeah. It's just about the stability of the human that's controlling the fair unfairness, you know? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I like that. Stability of the human that's controlling the fairness or unfairness. Yes. Yeah. Jonah wanted these Paw Patrol socks for 12 stupid dollars at the store yesterday. And I was like, no, babe, I'm sorry. We can't get the pot. You can get the white socks that are like $2, but we're not going to get these $12 socks. I love it. He was back talk back talk back like screaming at me people were looking at me and I was just sitting on the floor of the store like mm-hmm. tell me about the socks like I'll sit here and listen and Caleb was like well I don't want any socks mommy I read the thing and they're $12 and I don't want it he's just like so sensitive and sweet and Jonah's like I want them I need them you're gonna get them for me I'm gonna go get my piggy bank like telling oh. all these I was just silent and then we just walked out peacefully <laughs> I guess he needed a tantrum He's bubbling, this kid. He's bubbling. He needs a big one, it sounds like. Well, he's dropping his nap. I think that's... Oh, yes. He's tired all the time, but... He can backtalk like nobody's business, and I can stay silent like nobody's business, so... Yeah. Yep. (laughs) We're good. Calm and connected and silent is great. That's a really good combat to backtalk. Calm, connected, and quiet. And just not taking it personally, because it's not... Like, I know I didn't raise him... A different like that's just how he is right now yeah it doesn't I don't think he has a disorder I don't like feel bad about myself it just is what it is right now <laughs> he doesn't have a disorder no. by the way we all have slight disorders yeah. <laughs> you know like everyone does I'm the first one to admit so like we like we've said a bunch of times no one's getting out of this life unscathed yes. you know, we all are gonna have our stuff and babies and they have built up stuff from school yeah. or other people. I back Siblings. all the time. Yeah. I really do. Me too. <laughs> Maybe we should change the podcast to back talk. Yeah. Gemma and Michelle. <laughs> That's a good title. I like it. Okay. Well, okay. like all the others, we should just open it up on the Facebook group. Yeah. Talk about I think there's been a couple um, inquiries, but I, you know, not everybody sees everything. So it's always good just to keep reposting things if you want to. And the Facebook group is a great place to do that. Our private Facebook group. And um, we love reviews. So review us if you have the opportunity and we are on Patreon if you want to support us um, in a financial way, which is just a small, sweet, you know, buy us a coffee kind of thing. Um, So find us on Patreon. It'll be linked in this um, episode and, and we love all the support and thank you guys for listening. We do. Thank you guys a lot. We'll be back next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.